What's good, everybody? Welcome into a very special episode of The Early Edge. You asked for it. We give it to you. We listen. Could not be more excited that the NFL season is upon us. So we're going to do previews of every single division in the NFL. I am the coach. I'm going to be here every single day of the year. We dominate at Sportsline. Let's bring in the stars of the show. And I am thrilled to have these three faces as a part of our coverage this year. He is the number, number, number one NFL capper at Sportsline, RJ White. It's great to see that beautiful face, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. How you doing? Oh, I forgot how straight to the point you are. <laughs> and we've been seeing him on social media for months, but Alex from Prop Stars is here. Alex, welcome to the Early Edge. Thank you so much, Coach. It's an honor. Oh, it's an honor. You can stay for a couple more episodes if you talk <laughs> that to me. Uh, all right. And Maestro, you know we can't do NFL without you. What's up, man? I am honored because not only do we have the number one guy against the spread, we have the number one guy when it comes to props, both in the same show. So thrilled to welcome Alex to the Sportsline family. Let's get it. Let's Thank get to it. All right. Now, AFC North is where we're going to start. And last year, three teams, kind of three teams, with at least 11 wins, the Ravens, the Browns, and the Steelers, all really good teams. But what will this year look like? I want to start with season win totals. And Maestro, you're our anchor. You're our heartbeat. Let's start with you. What do you got? Well, you know, Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season in Pittsburgh, but things have to happen uh, for a first time eventually. And I think this is the year. I mean, they've still got that elite defense, but in 2021, offense is really what wins. And I'm not so sure that defense isn't going to take a little bit of a step back without Bud Dupree, with Joe Hayden getting older. And then I look at the offensive side. I look at a 39-year-old Big Ben. I look at what could be the worst offensive line in all of football. Pouncey retired. DeCastro's gone. Villanueva was gone uh, and on and on. And the reports out of camp, even from insiders are, wow, we're, you know, and the O-line wasn't good last year. They couldn't create any holes in the running game. I don't think they'll be better, but here's what it comes down to. Probably number one thing is the schedule. They have the number one schedule, toughest schedule, not only in terms of record from last year, in terms of projected win totals, the average team on their schedule is a nine win team. That's the toughest in all of football. I'm going to go under eight and a half for the Steelers. I thought about going under nine and a half to be a little bit safer because of that Mike Tomlin history, but that's minus 240. And I'm just going to say, no, they're going to win eight or fewer at minus 120. Yeah, I think you would have to get nine and a half for, for me to be comfortable with that. Eight and a half, just with a guy with his track record. He's had worse teams than this. I think he's had worse defenses, definitely. You talk about the offensive line. They were awful last year. I know those guys are names, but they haven't been good for, for a few years. Um, so I think the offensive line could be better this year, just once these guys get more experience. And I don't think it can get worse than what it was last year. So Ben looks pretty good. Um, you know, they have great offensive skill position players. I would be hesitant to bet to bet on the under with them just because they made it so low. You know, it's, it's, it was a 13 win team last year, I think. And uh, what are they and a half now? I mean, that's just a lot to ask for me. It's really hard to wrap your head around a team like the Steelers, like Steelers, you think great Tomlin, big Ben, but you know, he is 39 big Ben. He is coming back from a bad arm. So we'll see. Uh, but take the information again. I want to remind everybody watching all these previews, take the information, and use it for what you will, because our cappers are not always going to agree. Case in point, our next win total. Alex, you're going to be up. We're talking to Browns, Baker Mayfield. They were a playoff team a year ago. They looked great in blowing out the Steelers. Can they back that up and win double digits? What do you got? 
Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Browns this year. I think they have uh, one of the most talented rosters in the NFL from top to bottom. I expect Baker Mayfield to take another step forward after a really promising season where I think he um, definitely asserted himself as a quality franchise quarterback. Um, It's also the first time in Baker's career that he's going to have two years in a row with some stability with the same head coach and the same offensive coordinator. Um, They're coming off an 11-win season like you just pointed out, Coach. They had a great offseason. They added numerous impact free agents with Javion Clowney, um, John Johnson, Troy Hill. They also had a consensus top five draft. So, yeah, I'm all in on the Browns. I like their over. And I'm going to second you there. Not only do I agree with everything Alex just said, but they got a third place schedule, even though they went 11 and five, uh, which definitely helps every starter back on offense. Hopefully OBJ is healthy. Uh, Anthony Schwartz is a burner who could add something to the offense. So, I mean, I, I would have loved it even more earlier in the summer when it, it opened at nine and a half, a lot of places, but there's been heavy money on the Browns, but I still love it because of that extra game. Let's say they lose to the chiefs in week one. They can still go 11 and five after that. I'm the guy on the other side here. I think the Browns may have gotten upgrades on defense after going 11 and a five. They also lost some players too. And they didn't play like an 11 and five team last year. They had a point that French was actually negative. You know, they had a huge, huge win. Uh, I think a 43 to six win against, against Vegas or some, some random blowout win that kind of skews their numbers. Um, tough non-conference road schedule trips to Kansas city, Minnesota, green Bay, new England, and the chargers in LA. Um, so it's a little bit tough for me throwing trips to Baltimore and Pittsburgh there. I think they have to be virtually perfect at home and steal a win or two on the road to, to get to 10 to 11 wins. Um, I think even if you consider the upgrades from the off season, you have to look at them as an eight and eight team or not as an 11 and five team because they overperformed. So I think 11 wins is actually the ceiling. And if anything goes wrong, this is hitting under. So that's why I'm going with the under here. I'm not a huge fan of their passing offense. Um, Jarvis Landry and fantasy leagues. If you play fantasy, his stock just seems to be slipping completely. So if Beckham is banged up and any more than, I don't know who's catching passes for this team. And uh, they need that running game to, to carry their offense. And we know in the NFL in 2021, and that's not going to cut it for most teams. Interesting. There, there's a lot to be said about the extra game. There's also a lot to be said about those away games that you talked about, too. So, again, take the information. Uh, not everybody's going to agree, but we'll see at the end of the year who comes out on top. But it's always difficult, guys, when you have a team that has high expectations and that over-under has a double digit in front of it. We just know it's hard when you're talking 10, 11, 12 wins just to win that bet. All right, let's move on to team props. And I love team props. And you got to be very, very good with your money management because these are bets that take four months to cash. So I believe, Larry, we're going to start with you and start with the Browns. Yeah, I'm just going to piggyback off everything that we said. Uh, You know, RJ, you talked about the the tough schedule. They do get to play Houston, Chicago, Detroit, and the Bengals twice. And I just think the Ravens are a little bit overvalued. I mean, Dobbins is a big loss, you know, Bateman, the other injuries that they've sustained. I think the Browns should not be this much of an underdog to win the division. So I'm going to go ahead and play the Browns over and also play them to win the division. I mean, they're an underdog, but they're not a huge underdog. They're plus 145. The Ravens are plus 120. Both teams have a 10 and a half uh, win total. So I think the market sees them as pretty even. I think the Ravens, even with their early injuries, are the best team in the division by a decent margin. They had top 10 seasons on both sides of the ball last year, despite dealing with that COVID outbreak, not knowing availability of players week in and week out. Only a worry for me here is Lamar missing games if he has to sit a couple games because of COVID protocols. But as long as it's not missing like a chunk of the season, I think they're going to win this division. Um, I'm not worried about the defensive loss 
losses. They've lost defensive players before too. And it's more about that system and, and uh, Harbaugh coaching a really great team that, uh, that keeps them afloat year in and year out. So I'm confident in this offense, even with Bateman sideline, it's not like they had him last year and they bring in Sammy Watkins. That'll be a boost to the passing game as well. Not that you expect a ton from Sammy Watkins, but Dobbins losses is, is kind of a big deal, but again, they just plug and play guys there. I mean, it was Ingram for a few years then Dobbins takes over and Gus Edwards is going to be a big deal in fantasy. And then they have a really exciting uh, young player in Tyson Williams that should get more of the, the run now that Dobbins is out. So I think that it's more about system over the actual player players you're talking about here. And as long as Lamar's playing, most of these games are going to win this division. Alex, go ahead. What do you got for your uh, team prop in the AFC North? Oh, so I have the Steelers, uh, actually the fewest points conceded at plus 1800. I was actually really surprised. Yeah. When I was looking at this, this was, I think they were the 12th, uh, had the 12th best odds after last year finishing, um, first in DVOA. Um, they also gave up the third fewest points in 2020. They're returning eight of 11 starters. Um, the starters, they lost Steven Nelson aren't tremendous losses they added some decent depth with melvin ingram and joe schobert um they just possess a ton of talent i think the steelers defense is still super legit and they're going to be you know leading the team and they're going to be playing in a lot of low scoring games and cold afc north weather so yeah i think that's a nice long shot lottery ticket wow. just to clarify, sorry just to clarify that's fused points in the nfl Yes. Not, in, not in the division. Okay. In the I think just 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 to build on that pick, um, if if you talk about um, you know bringing in Najee Harris and you think they're going to run the ball more and you think they're going to be more of a ball control team, we've seen the Steelers in the past run a ton of plays. Every, you know, been throwing it fifty times a game sometimes. If you think that's going to change this year with the addition of Najee Harris, they're going to play in some lower scoring games. And that's going to help your prop out there a little more because you're not going to have as many possessions in every game. Mm, thank you, RJ. Wow, I love that plus eighteen hundred. I like that. Uh, a lot. By the way, we have a lot of new people that are new to sports betting with us. Alex, when you say DVOA, what do you mean by that? Uh, defense adjusted value over average. It's essentially just a metric that grades defenses based on multiple categories. And yeah, so basically the Steelers ha- had the best defense in the league, according to most analytics. It's for geniuses like you to teach idiots like myself. <laughs> That's what DVOA means. All right, we're on now to uh, player props coming out of the AFC North. And I believe on this one, we're going to start with Alex. What do you got, bud? Yeah, so one of my favorite player props is Tyler Boyd, over 825 and a half receiving yards. Um, I'm a big fan of Tyler Boyd. Prior to Joe Burrow getting injured in week 10 last season, Boyd was on pace for 1,100 receiving yards. He's averaged over triple-digit targets over the past three seasons. He plays uh, primarily in the slot, and he runs short to intermediate routes, which is where Burrow likes to really spread the ball to and target. Um, The Bengals also have a pretty weak offensive line, so I think Burrow is going to be getting the ball out early and quickly, and it's going to be more difficult for the outside receivers to develop their routes down the field. So I think he's going to be forced to look in those shorter routes where Boyd does most of his work Um, with AJ green departing. I think there's still some open targets that Boyd could even see an increase or an uptick in his target share. So yeah, I love Tyler Boyd over 108, 825 receiving yards. 
And the reason this number is so low is because they drafted Jamar Chase at fifth overall. Um, people expect him to come in and be like the the, the you know prim- primary target for Burrow eventually. Now, the thing is, we've seen him in the preseason. He struggled a bit with drops. And so you don't know how much trust there's going to be early in the season. That might take Chase a little, a few games to get going. And that benefits uh, Boyd, obviously, as the established option there. I'm actually sticking with the Bengals for my prop. Um, talking about getting the ball out quickly. Talking about a bad defense for Cincy. I like Joe Burrow to go over 4,150 passing yards and a half passing yards at minus 110. He averaged 268.8 pass yards per game last year, and he left that final start due to injury. He didn't play 100% of the snaps there. Over 17 games, that's a pace of 4,570 yards, so we're looking at 420 more yards than this prop. So Bengals upgraded their pass-catching core with Chase. I'm still going to throw to Boyd a lot. They're going to throw to Higgins a lot. Um, I'm not worried about Burrow's health. He played in the preseason finale. We know he's good to go for week one. So only worry here is, does he get injured in the middle of the season? But I don't think you can add, you know, t- factor that in more than any other quarterback. And since he's going into the season healthy, less of a concern for me. I love going over this total. Awesome. Alex, what's your last player prop, sir? My last one is Nick Chubb for the most rushing yards in the NFL at plus 700. I really like this prop a lot as like a long shot or a lottery ticket. Chubb finished seventh in total rushing yards last year, despite missing the Browns first four games of the season. He averaged close to 90 yards per game and had six games with over a hundred yards rushing. That was the third most in the NFL behind only Dalvin cook and Derek Henry. Uh, the Browns are returning every starter on their offensive line and they had the top offensive line, according to PFF in 2020, I expect them to have another dominant line and Chubb just to be, an absolute workhorse from their backfield. So I think he's got a great shot to lead the league in rushing this year. And I would just chime in on that because the Browns actually have a very easy schedule of opposing rush defenses this year. It's a harder, it's harder against pass defense, but for rush defense, it's pretty easy. I'm amazed. I'm sitting here listening to you guys and, and I forget just how good you guys are at breaking down NFL, everything. And there's a reason you're at prop stars on Twitter. Amazing stuff for your props. All right. We're up against it. Grab your paper, grab your pencil. Here's the recap. Oh, and our very first one, of the NFL season. And it looks glorious. Prop stars looks a little something like this. We're going to go Browns over 10 and a half. Went Tyler Boyd over 825 and a half yards minus 112. Then NFL rushing yards leader, Nick Chubb plus 700. And then how about the fewest points conceded in the entire league? Steelers plus 1800. Nice little lottery ticket there. Then our man, RJ White, he loves the Ravens to win the division. Browns under 10 and a half wins. And again, don't sit at home and go, coach, your guys are disagreeing. That's what we do. We don't tell anybody what to pick. They pick them and we do the shows. So take the information, education, entertainment. You know what we believe in. Then Joe Burrow over 4150 and a half passing yards. What if it came to like the 4150? That would stink. Minus 110. And then the Maestro. Browns over 10 and a half wins. Browns winning the division. Steelers under eight and a half wins. I smell a sports line showdown bet coming at some point between the Maestro and RJ. I just feel it. I just feel it. All right. <clears throat> NFL fans all over the world. You've got your marching orders on the AFC North. Let's take all. Well, I can't take all the tickets. Let's take your tickets straight to the pay window for prop stars for RJ white for the maestro and for the jeweler who puts it all together here at the brand. We love it. We're here every single day. This is the early yet. Good luck. Good luck.